Welcome to The Freak Show, the premium podcast that is exclusively for patrons of the Roman Circus podcast. I'm Zach Mabry, and I'm joined, as uh, I always am, by my co-host, Matt Baker. Matt, how are you? Great. It's a great, it's great. Everything's great. Great. Sun is shining. We're going to liberate Michigan and Minnesota and Virginia. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what else we're going to liberate. And we're going to liberate Michigan and Virginia. Yeah. I thought he was going to do all the states so then everyone could retweet their own. So I was like, kept refreshing. Did nope. he not? He did not. Hmm. I know. Sucks. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. We're like a full month into quarantine because I, I haven't been back. I've been out of Dallas for over a month now. Man, I know. When, do you have plans on going back anytime soon? Um, no. Okay. Like, like I, I have like a house sitter, and then my mail gets FedExed up to me, and mm. so, um, I, you know, and Amazing. I, I cleaned everything out, so I was able to move my business up here because I just don't have paper, and so you know it was all. It's all very doable. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. What about you? How's how's good old Phoenix? Uh, it's not too bad. Just kind of plugging along. I don't. I don't think. I don't know. They. Uh, I, f- I feel like the fact that there's a lot more space out here has kind of made the virus less of an issue than it is in other states. Mm-hmm. So people are still definitely following the rules, but I don't think it's hit us nearly as hard. Yeah, that's kind of how it is out here in Arkansas. Like, besides the fact that we don't even have clo- like, well, we have neighbors, but they're not super close. Um, we, it's just yeah, it's spread out, and they've basically said every model, even the worst case scenario we're like not going to run out of hospital beds in Dallas or in Arkansas. So Mm -hmm. um, like everyone's social distancing, but I'm like, so again, my initial response was literally to like pack up and move out of the city for the duration of the thing. And like, I have hardly left home, but I'm getting to the point that I'm like, is this necessary? Like I'm clearly like, I have receipts that show I'm not a Corona denier. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know when I have gone out or sometimes I'll just kind of get stir crazy and I'll drive around. Right. Um, It does seem like a decent number of people are still out and about doing life. And we don't have very many cases here. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like gradually starting to think like, okay, do we need to keep doing this? Like I want to go to a karaoke bar and I, I get that like people are dying and that's a bigger deal, but like you're allowed to be stir crazy and want to do things, Zach. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. The funny or not, it's not funny. Like, and I shouldn't be laughing, but there was this high school teacher that posted a tweet. I guess they did some project of like, what do you want? Like, what's one thing you would sort of, show someone from the future so they could remember this time and the the kids picked things like an unworn prom dress and mm-hmm. um like unfinished 
this and that and everyone's kind of freaking out and I was like, guys, statistically, most people are, like, miserable during that time of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. How was your prom? I did not go to my senior prom. Okay. I went to junior prom where I ended up meeting a dude who is now one of my best friends. And, I, like, he went to a different school, and he went to prom with a gal from our school. I say goes to prom meets dudes. Yeah, goes to prom meets meets men. Uh, So that was cool. Uh, But other than that, I mean, I don't remember. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, I uh, I didn't I didn't really like it that much. Like, uh, yeah, it was fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't look back and think, "Wow, prom!" And like when I see the pictures, I'm not like, "Oh my gosh, look at these pictures." It's like. You know, I mean, I, I wasn't like the best looking teen, so that could have been part of it. But no, like graduation was fun, though, because I was like, you know, I had I had done my homework. And so I had like, you know, the National Honor Society sash. And I just thought I was like hot shit. Um, so but yeah, I mean, I it's like life is not the movie Grease. Like a lot of people are not just enamored by their high school experience or things like that. And so for them, this is probably a relief. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Why don't they um, just all put on their prom dresses and go on zoom and dance to the same songs on zoom? Isn't that how we do it now? Yeah. That's basically how everything works. Um, well, I guess I've seen that people are putting on their prom dresses and like dancing with their parents, which is charming. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that, I guess. The benefit about not having prom is it a lot of these kids won't be making stupid decisions post prom, whether that be a number of things. Well, right. They were talking about that. Like overall death counts are going down because people aren't doing the stuff that gets them killed. So even like non corona deaths are are slowed. The earth is healing and we are the virus, Zach. That became such a funny meme. Yeah. I got, I did get, uh, like a certain, how much did I get? I got back, uh, $17.80 from my auto insurance. That's fantastic. Yeah. They're doing a shelter in place payback program and they're issuing, insurance is issuing refunds because, there's been fewer accidents, which is very nice. Like you, they're probably, they're obviously, since there's fewer accidents and they're paying out less, they're making tons of money right now. So it's mm-hmm. nice to see them give some back. Yeah. Well, so that's um, my auto insurance also. They basically just did a 20% credit. Mm-hmm. And so they're just charging less for the next two months. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's cool of them. Um, you know, yeah, life is, uh, life is different watching any good shows. I have been watching vice did a, has done a series called the dark side of the ring, which is each episode centers on a different tragedy or like a different 
thing, like a different controversial thing that's happened in professional wrestling. And all right, all right. The problem with professional wrestling, we've talked about that a lot on our podcast lately. Lately, the main problem with professional wrestling is that it has a lot of death in it. Now, everything has a lot of death. Everyone dies, but like, I mean, people's hearts are exploding at young ages because of steroids and drugs and in the early 80s these guys would go have matches in like just any country that would have them and sometimes that would result in them getting murdered and it uh so well, it you talk- hate that yeah you hate it that's like one of the worst things to go through in life yeah um, i've never met anyone that's like moved been able to move past it mm-hmm so there's been a few talking about deaths and there was a there's a family called the Von Erich family who is a huge wrestling family and uh the dad is named Fritz and he had five sons and one of the sons died of electrocution and three of the sons died of suicide and the other one was about to kill himself but didn't and is still alive so it's like talking about how this family just had all this tragedy in this like three-year window it's pretty interesting i mean they're sad stories but i've been watching that i have been i missed out on episode five of better call saul and amc took it offline so now i can't watch six seven eight and nine without watching five so i kind of missed out on that dang uh yeah what about you if anyone has uh credentials or bootleg copies of that hit matt up Mm -hmm. what have you been watching we've actually been my parents have been watching veep which i've already seen but i loved it so much so i've really enjoyed i've actually never watched Veep before so I i mean obviously i can't officially recommend it because the language is bad and there's you know sexual humor and crudeness but Mm. uh it's so just gross obviously but i mean it's just one of those shows where you cry laughing like i i didn't realize how talented julia louis dreyfus is um but she just nails the role because i'd only seen her on like new adventures of old christine which wasn't written very well and so i didn't realize how like funny she is with a good script did you ever watch the british equivalent of that show of Veep? Yeah. No, I didn't know that existed. It's called The Thick of It, and it was, I don't know, it's probably 15 years old at this point, 10 to 15 years, and they came out with a movie called In the Loop. So it basically follows Parliament around and things like that, and it is great. And it, wow. some of the people involved in Veep were also involved in uh, that show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like sometimes I like watching the British versions of things, and other times I don't like. Yeah, I mean, think but, of some of the ones I didn't get into. I I did eventually really like the British version of Shameless, which is a show no one should be watching. Historically, um, every good British thing that everything that is British that comes to America tends to work out, uh, except for monarchy. Like better. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, that's common law has gone well here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so far you've avoided getting coronavirus? I've avoided it. I, uh, I you know, they, they, it's, it's tried to come at me, but I've stiff-armed it. 
And I've said, no way, Jose. No way, Jose. That's racist. Um, mm-hmm. So. No, thank yeah, you, John. I, there we go. Um, no, that's yeah, Juan, I, though. What is Jose? Uh, Jesse? No idea. No <laughs> now, idea. Now, we're, now um, we're, our whiteness is really showing. Yeah, it was hard to spot before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jose, uh, English. Joseph, equivalent. obviously. Gosh, we're idiots. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because, like, obviously Joseph is a really common name in, like, all kind of, you know, Christendom. So... Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll turn, okay, that makes sense. We'll let that be stricken from the record. Let's just blame that on quarantine. Obviously, we knew Jose was Joseph. We're blinded but, by privilege. Yeah. Let's just tell the truth. Let's just say what happened. Mm-hmm, that's true. Why um, hide it? Check check our privilege. Um, no, so what I... I mean, I heard this on a different podcast. They were claiming that people say that apparently smoking... Like, smokers are much less likely to be hospitalized by coronavirus. Okay. And so I asked, I like crowdsourced and was like, is this true? And I got some responses kind of affirming it. And I don't think that the lamestream media is going to say this. Um, but then between that and the fact that like, I guess obesity makes it worse. Mm-hmm. What science seems to be saying is that being skinny and smoking cigs is the best kind of natural defense against coronavirus, which, uh, really kind of hits me in the gut knowing that in 2019 I got fat and quit smoking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you know, you can't win them all. Can you? No, you, but you also didn't see, you didn't see the coronavirus coming, right? You would have probably changed up your ways if you knew, if you knew it was coming. Right. Yeah. I know. I look back to all those meals I had, if I'd only known. Um, so, Mm -hmm. but see, that should be good good like fitness inspiration for people you know mm-hmm. i uh you know what is it nothing nothing tastes as good as functioning lungs feel yeah um zach in kidding. a that's good. in a move that i'm going against the grain right quarantine we've seen okay. a lot of people unwillingly lose their jobs you know yeah. obviously it's been tragic and in me since i'm a contrarian and uh I like to zig when other people are zagging. I actually quit my job this week. Well, mm-hmm. to be more specific, I I have a, I have a job, and yes. then I also had a very part time job, and I quit that part time job. Did you have them like lay you off on papers so you could get unemployment? Uh. I don't know if I worked enough to do qualify for that. Oh, okay. Because it, it's a, it's you a. You loved uh, that job. Tell me about it. What did you do? Wait, I love that job. That was sarcastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I helped. I helped a family I've known forever with some air conditioning repair. Now, yeah. I, now I know what you're saying, Matt. I didn't know you knew how to repair air conditioners and you, I don't, you, I don't know how to do that. I just would show up and I would be the grunt and it'd be some extra money and I would lift things. And, uh, this past week we got to, we got to throw an old air conditioner off a roof. We were taking it apart and I looked at, 
the guy is working with. And I said, how do we get it down? He said, we throw it down. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So we just Dang, throw it down, throwing things off the roof. But you know, yeah, I, uh, it was, it was time to, it, it's just one of those things where it was like, uh, it's hard. It's really hard work. You know, things come into your life for a reason or uh-huh. a season or a lifetime. And it sounds like this job was for a season. Yeah. And also I just wasn't good at it and I wasn't picking up things. I wasn't like, well, I, that's not true. I was paid to pick up things, but, uh, mentally. Yeah. Like would, you, you weren't, you were your performance wasn't improving. It wasn't. And in Phoenix, people die repairing air conditioners in attics. It's not like a frequent no. thing, but it has happened. Like last year oh, it wow. happened. And if I is one of those things where I was sitting there and I was like, well, I'm a man. I should be able to do man things. And this is, if I leave this, I'm not a man. You know, I had that internal struggle for a little bit. Uh, but then I realized like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not picking it up. If I am, you know, underperforming in an attic when it's over a hundred degrees out, that could be a risk to me and to the guy I'm working with. So I, yeah, very well. And this also points out that it's impossible to enjoy something that you're bad at. Um, well, so the thing is, if you don't even have a, if you don't think that you're going to get good at it, then it's just very awful. Cause you just feel like you're constantly apologizing. Like every day, yeah. like, sorry, I like I'm retarded. And so, yeah. Well, that's what played into it is I was, it wasn't frustrating. It was making me like legitimately angry, like and I couldn't do it. Right. So that's, that was yeah. playing a whole other factor into it. And it was just this whole thing. So I very calmly, and I say that not sarcastically, like I very calmly laid out the reasons to the guy I was working with and also the, his father-in-law who owns a company. And I just kind of laid it out for him. And they kind of, I mean, they're super nice. So they 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 agreed very nicely because I mean it's pretty obvious that I'm an idiot. You were like, I'm bad at this, and they were like, Well, we're we're glad you noticed. <laughs> yeah, they're like, it took you long enough. No, but it you know it's just one of those things, and it's interesting. They're a great Catholic family, and they really, I don't know, it really helped working with them, and it made me sad. But they and they were they they have good heads on their shoulders, so they kind of. Oh, that's of, good. You hate to see bad heads on people's shoulders. Yeah. I, uh, but it was nice. They, they kind of realized, they talked about how they probably expected too much from me because, which is true because I don't, I don't know anything about See, it. that's something I would never do to you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. But it, uh, they expected too much from me, which is true because they put me into this job and I didn't really, I had no official training whatsoever. So obviously it starts where I'm just kind of doing grunt work, but then as it goes on, you know, they're going to want me to take on more, whether or not they want me to, naturally, you're just going to want to take on more responsibility. And I was just so... Oh, I don't have that gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Well, I used to. I think I got like jaded and then now I'm like, like, is this necessary? Mm Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so that's, I'm learning to say no. That's that's what's going on in my world. That's what happened to me this week. Is, okay. Uh, um, yeah, I, I it luckily, like I said, it's part time, so it shouldn't affect me too much. But right, well, it's not like money's an object here. Um. So, well, I hope that you find your next endeavor soon thanks what did you have uh so you were just doing uh you were doing what it's what's what are they called tax or tax returns tax returns yeah uh tax returns and then um even though i can't charge for it according to certain regulations i've been helping people apply for the paycheck protection program oh that's cool if they have a business um it's actually not cool uh well, I mean, so the program is great, except one, helping. it's out of money. That you're helping. Yeah, no, I like, well, so, okay, here's how this program works, okay. is they, they're like, okay, we're going to put $349 billion into this paycheck protection program, and businesses can apply for it, but it's going to go through individual banks. Well, so then all the banks are waiting to get the rules, and once they get the rules, they have to make their own forms and applications and develop a process. But then as this is happening, like they're all working from home and sheltering in place and all this insanity. So like there were large banks that simply didn't have applications ready in time to even accept a single one before the program ran out of money. Wow. And so I found a bank that was, so I was like assisting clients in the application process so that they like their business doesn't go under. And still, I mean, it just all of a sudden is out of money. Um, so, you know, but I, I've, uh, I've learned a lot about how important it is to have your business data readily available. Cause there are all these questions. And I was like, I just imagine so many businesses could not answer these questions on short notice about like their costs and stuff like that. Just cause mm. small businesses tend to not have stuff in place. Sure. And so it was nice to be able to tell my clients like, well, at the very least, when we know what information they need, all your information is here and clean and, you know, good to go. So, yeah, there's been that. Tax, the deadline was pushed off, which is nice. Um, so, you know, since the whole thing threw me for a loop, it's nice on my end to have extra time. And then several of my clients uh, will benefit from that too, so... You know, I do know. You do know. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see our like favorite person, Nancy Pelosi, um, Tradcath? The oh, you know, you you posted about it because you had the funny joke about the refrigerator thing. Do you want to do you want to tell the backstory of the tweet? Well, I I don't really know. I just heard a thing where Nancy Pelosi was doing a live stream with. She was on like James. Was it James Corden? And oh, I don't know. They're doing that one thing where they're like, you know, see, look at these politicians. They're just like us. But really, Nancy Pelosi yeah, is that. standing in front of Like, it. I don't want someone like me running the country. Are yeah. you kidding? Well, then they show her and she's standing in front of her $24,000 refrigerator she has at home. Like, people were pointing this out. Because she, yeah. she didn't say it. What she said was she grabbed ice cream and she's like, I like ice cream. I'm normal or something. I don't know. But it... uh then people were pointing out how she has a $24,000 refrigerator. 
That's so funny. And um, uh, yeah, and uh, I said that. Does it have like good feature? I mean, because that that almost seems. I'm trying to decide if that even is excessive. Like I've never purchased a refrigerator. Yeah, I don't even. But if I, it's like a large one, that's like commercial grade. I feel like that's probably big enough to store the bodies of our enemies. Uh, but oh, well, I she I would said be smarter than that. Yeah, I said that you shouldn't make fun of her because she paid for a $24,000 fridge using her money she got from her OnlyFans, which if you don't know what OnlyFans is, don't look into it. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um, but it's an adult website for well, kind of. I mean, it, X workers. Well, sort of, but it's like what are, they make of it whatever they want, right? Like, so. Oh, I'd always heard it described as like the Patreon for showing. Yeah, it's bad, but I think like you, there's various levels of what like how people can kind of set up to. You can set it up for whatever they want, so they don't have to be like I don't know. But it uh, she uh is in front of her $24,000 refrigerator eating ice cream. And it looks like a pretty normal refrigerator to me. So the Federalist has an article like bitching about it. Mm-hmm. Of course. They they're, well, they're talking about how her ice cream is $13 for a pint mm-hmm. and how Bluebell is cheaper. And like Bluebell is, they list every brand of ice cream that's cheaper than what she has. Like, that's just a little bit like, let people like things. Like if you want 13, like who yeah. cares? Um, I'm trying to find out what this refrigerator was. Like, what kind? All of these people, like, showing videos of themselves in their home, it is pretty telling. Like, I've been really excited. Everybody has white built-in uh, shelves, apparently. Like, if you're rich, you would think that there would be something else, but it's everybody's behind them is built-in white shelves. Have you noticed this? No, but I'll take your word for it. This, I wish I could find what thing, the refrigerator is. I, I feel like there's probably like a reason. It's not like decorative front loading washer dryers. Um This thing where they're like to, talking about this thirteen dollar a pint ice cream, like that I feel like uh like you said, let people enjoy things. Like if so so what she wants to spend thirteen dollars on ice cream. Like a like I bet more people they have much less money than her also enjoy that ice cream right like it's it's uh i don't know is it the glass like talenti stuff what kind is it i don't know it's 13 dollar an hour ice cream 13 dollar a pint yeah yeah oh yeah 13 dollar an hour ice cream yeah i've never had pay by the hour ice cream but you can get you I can eat know. as much ice cream as you want for an hour for 13 do you remember when Kim Kardashian did a selfie from her like basement refrigerator thing and the only thing in it was milk and people were like what is going on <laughs> uh, no I don't but I'm glad I it was just know. all different kinds of milk and people were like why does like why is this all that she has in her thing so then she did a video kind of responding to it showing people that this was their like in their basement they have a a frozen yogurt sort of setup Mm -hmm. and that's where they keep the milk and then she takes them upstairs and they have a walk-in refrigerator with like all organic produce and that kind of thing and i mean the refrigerator her walk-in refrigerator was like pretty 
pretty exciting. Like it basically, it makes Nancy Pelosi look broke and desperate. If you look at uh, Kim's <laughs> refrigerator. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, the, uh, have you seen all, like every brand is doing a commercial of their employees from home saying like, stay home and we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw one for Domino's where it was a bunch of Domino's workers in Domino's clothes uh, like on their phones. I don't know. It was one of those things. I was like, man, just make make the pizzas. Right. I, I don't, don't I don't eat Domino's, but yeah. Um, like well, I, so my point it, is, I you're not Walmart. you're not fooling anyone like you don't. We're we're all good. It's Domino's. We all know the inherent risk that comes with getting it. Yeah, I mean, and we are, like, categorically not all in this together. Like, some people are losing their homes and livelihoods, and then some people are, like, making sourdough bread and quitting engaging Quitting jobs like me. Some people are losing right, their jobs, like, and some people are quitting their jobs. Right, and that's nobody's fault individually, but it's worth acknowledging that when people are like, we're all in this together, it's like, um, you know, narrator. We were not, in fact, all in this together. Right. Um, but the... At Walmart, and I don't know if there were others, they have a video of their employees singing like different parts of a song. And it's I've seen the commercial a few times and it, it has uh further confirmed my longstanding uh I don't know if you call it theory. Right. That the average girl cannot sing as well as the average guy. And that if you just ask a random guy to sing a song you're going to get something decent. And if you ask a random girl to sing a song, you probably aren't. Whoa, and Zach. It's, whoa, Zach. This, we've had this the for like view, a long the time. The views and thoughts of Zach, of Zach Mabry do not reflect the views and thoughts of the Roman Circus podcast. Anyway, continue. Yeah, well, it, it came from Jake or Kyle that called me out for this take. And I was like, sorry, but this is, this is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Walmart singing coronavirus commercial proves me right again mm-hmm. i mean tone deaf and oh, i just i don't know but uh, uh i'm sorry britney spears beyonce cindy lopper uh, uh speaking of britney angela spears, did you see she was back in the news okay so she posted a video on instagram mm-hmm. of herself instagram Yes, on Instagram, uh, a video of herself dancing to some new Justin Timberlake song. And she was like, I'm just bored, blah, blah, blah. And then she added, by the way, I know we had like the biggest breakup ever 20 years ago. But what can I say? JT's a genius. And it's true. He commented. I mean, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's a genius. And then he commented on it with the laughing emo like the tear laughing emoji and then the the like praise hands yeah and so and then she posted another video of her dancing to a jt song so i don't know what that's uh what that's about but that was big because i've been saying like now that we're quarantined i think we do deserve like finally a a clear tell-all of what happened with those two because like the canon, the the accepted story is that Britney cheated on Justin with Wade Robinson, um, and that's what broke them up. But then I've heard that's not true, and that they just weren't into each other, and then they decided like they just wanted it to be interesting, so they kind of agreed on the whole 
Crimea River video and like how they wanted it to play out in the news. Um, you know, and I feel like, okay, Wade Robinson has been on a healing journey. Like he did that whole documentary talking about how Michael Jackson had abused him. And so I feel like he could continue air, like he's not opposed to airing other people's secrets. So it'd be nice if he could maybe clue us in on this stuff. The people want to know. I've always thought that if you wear a Canadian tuxedo together, then you're bound for life. I know that outfit, like talk about dressing. Yeah. Can't wait to really start dressing. Yeah. They'd be, they were, they'd be dressing on that one. Uh, yeah. Might as well get all the tell alls while we can. Right, and there's not even that many others that I would want. Like, I'm trying to think of unanswered questions. They should go ahead and take this opportunity to admit that the moon landing was fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a... Uh... Like, you watch these people failing to be able to Zoom during this crisis, like, to use video chats to conduct meetings. Mm-hmm. But you're claiming me, you're claiming that we were able to do a live stream from the moon? Yeah, we went to the moon. And I'm, I'm supposed to believe this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Um, no. But, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's neither here nor there. Yeah, it is neither here nor there. We're just supposed to stay home, Zach. Right. So are, have you been like showering, getting dressed every day? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Every um, day, without fail. So the first two weeks I was not on the everyday thing in, in terms of getting dressed. Uh, and then I realized that I was going to turn into like a blob. So now I like get dressed and stuff as if it's real life. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, has its advantages and disadvantages. Um, Doing online shopping. Classic. I know, it's great. Because I always forget that I ordered stuff, so then when it does arrive, it's like like a gift. Like a Mm. present came. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. You want to talk about one of my tweets that got some decent amount of likes? Oh, yeah. We should talk about this. So this is like a continuation of um, the whole, like, should we compromise the health and safety of of the whole country by going to mass or not? Mm -hmm. Um, This debate that's not super obvious and clear cut or anything. Um, So what brought this on? Uh, We're lucky in Phoenix. Well, first of all, my tweet, uh, I'll read the tweet. Okay. The priest in my parish sent around an email asking people to stop trying to sneak into his daily masses. The whole disobedient because I need Jesus thing is gross and has to stop. Okay? That's what I said. So that the background is uh, the Diocese of Phoenix has been one of the luckier dioceses in that we still get to have confession. And they're the parish that I attend has been allowed to have Uh, adoration or the church is allowed to be open if there's only uh, 10 people in there right and the bishop has also allowed uh, the daily masses of the priests to also have up to 10 people in it so it is a restricted public mass okay okay 
and this has been allowed An RPM. Yeah, this has been allowed. This is not they're not going rogue. Uh, so they're doing RPMs. RPMs. It but it is 10 people that include the priest, any servers, if there's anybody chanting. So basically it it works its way down to f- maybe 5 or 6 lay people. And they have a sign up sheet and you put your name on it and you are assigned a mass time you can't choose it you're basically just assigned one and then you can show up okay uh the priest at the parish had to send an email around telling people uh having he said i would ask that you have that if you have been assigned a mass time and date to please adhere to that we would not want to lose the privilege of having the holy sacrifice of the mass because we have too many people in the church at one given time. There have been several occasions recently of having more than 10 participants at mass. So please be mindful of this delicate situation and come to mass only when it is your turn. Okay. Which is a very nice email, a very nice way of saying, follow the rules. Now the point is like, I, we, for being America's number one trad podcast, we also are very much squishes in the fact that we advocate for following the rules, right? And we're not reactionaries sometimes. Uh, my, the tweet, my tweet basically is we, this is not new, the quarantine. We haven't been able to go to mass in over a month. We all know the rules, and f- the priest at the parish has also emailed the rules multiple times. And if you're still showing up and you're being disobedient, then that is 100% on you, and you need to stop being a little brat right now. It said it. I said mean, it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah but that's the— it's. And there no, was, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I hate the term virtue signaling because it's overused. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's really no other way to describe this whole thing where people are like, oh, well, maybe you can follow the rules that the bishops have laid out. But I just love Jesus so much so more much. than you. And I will wilt and die without going to Mass. Like, it, it, it's just, it's dumb. So, and, I mean, it, listen to yourselves when you talk like well, this. So, okay, so maybe there has been an instance that a person has forgot and showing up on the wrong day, okay? I'm willing to grant that. I don't believe it necessarily, but I'm willing to grant someone that. And the, I mean, who knows what day it is? So I, I'll yeah. give them. No, that that's anyway. fair. But the pushback, some of the pushback I got on the tweet is like, "Well, we need to be more charitable to people suffering in this time," and be like, uh, "No, we don't. We're all yeah by not going out and infecting them with viruses. We're like, all what are you talking about. We're people all suffering." Zach, I, you know, it's a little phrase Sorry, I on. like to say, we're all in this together. <laughs> no, but well, we, to the extent of not being allowed to attend mass, attend mass, we are. Well, we all know, but the point is we all know the rules. We've all known it for over a month. If you've been told the rules multiple times, you don't, you can't claim like this, like, oh, but I, I you know, I'm just feeling so empty right now. I'm like, yes, you are. And well, then a lot you of... need to sort out your feelings. Like to me, this yeah. is an emotional problem, and it, your your faith is somehow like complete. It, it, you've you've got some wires crossed, and this would be a good time to look at yourself. Right. It's and... like yes, we all wish we could go to mass, but like it's not it's not abnormal to go a month without receiving communion. Most of the saints 
didn't receive that often. Yeah. So then my follow-up tweet on that was like, you're allowed to feel sorry, but don't be a brat about it. And some people are like, well, it's not charitable that you call them brats. I'm like, well, it's, it's, yeah, I know it's fine. Like that, but that's what you're doing. If you're, if you're, as we've said before, you're allowed to not like bishops, like they're human people and you're allowed to, for, you know, uh, within a certain range of just flat out disrespect that you would for anybody you're allowed to not like bishops but we have to obey them and we have to obey our priests if if we could pick and choose the times that we would the times that we have to obey the priests and the bishops again with the obvious caveat of them not if we if they're leading us into actual like if they're leading us into sin we don't have to follow right but if we can right, pick but that and... has to be very clear right cut but if we're i mean it's just it's not the case in this situation well yeah but if we get to pick and choose the time we listen to the authority of the bishops and the priests then there's no then there is no point in having those bishops and priests with any authority at right. all right well i mean what these people are is anarchists i mean maybe not willingly but what they don't they don't recognize um lawful and legitimate authority and so everything and and they may say that they're obedient but that you know they give you all these reasons that they don't have to follow this but if if every single utterance from an authority has to go through this whole vetting process where you check it against your sources before you decide to agree with it then you're not obeying anybody and you're not recognizing that there's an authority above you You you're behaving like an anarchist and that's why all of these people that um you know are uh, you know, their bishops have specifically asked them not to go to Mass, which is the situation in the Diocese of Dallas, so they're seeking out the sacraments from other groups, are behaving like anarchists. Mm-hmm. And again, Jesus established the church with a government, with Peter and the bishops, and so it's part of the deposit of faith, and people, again, we can't accomplish anything for the church without the church. So like these private actions where people are, are squeezing around stuff are very counterproductive to any kind of witness or evangelization or, you know, advancing of the, the gospel and the prerogatives of the church. It's, it's not helping anybody. Yeah. And the other, other pushback I got is like from people is, well, if he would just have locked the doors, then this wouldn't have happened and be like, well, First of all, you don't. You shouldn't have to do that. Well, that's the thing. First of all, you don't know. That's like the whole like you shouldn't have been wearing that. It's like I can wear whatever I want and nobody can assault me. Yeah. Like, so they. Uh, this was pushback that on I got. That level, but you know, pushback I got from a few people, including a Catholic pro-life celebrity who likes to stir up things and own the libs very unsuccessfully. But it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the point is, it doesn't. The priest, if the priest and the bishop tells you not to do something, the priest should be able to keep all the doors of the church unlocked and you should be able to follow the rules. It's not like, well, if he's if he's going to say something but not lock the doors, that invalidates what he says. Like you all, everyone is, everyone is, not everyone, because uh, it that mean it includes us too, which we know is not true. No, but I mean, yeah, you're exactly. These are ecclesiastical anarchists. People are being completely insane. Like it's, 
you and you don't even have to again you don't even have to agree with the decision but you have to live with it like it yeah, i know I, I mean if it, it's similar with civil authorities if this you know if the speed limit i mean that's kind of a lame example because yeah. people do get away with speeding but like even if you think it's set wrong like you are violating the law if, by speeding if like you, it, it, the law has been laid down you don't have to agree with it but it's the law if you are going to cvs and cvs closes and CVS closes the doors but does not lock them, you do not get to go inside and steal things because the doors are unlocked. That's a good point. You know, like it's not, the point is if they say something, you listen to it. And it, I, you know, without sounding like a complete weirdo, I'm, I'm pretty big on the idea that and most people have, I think, will agree. We get the church that we want. So, like the people who these pe- people keep complaining about, like our weak bishops, this and that. But then they're do they're sitting there and they're just like out of control. Like you, you, I'm not saying people. I'm not saying lay people are necessarily to blame for certain things. But like at the end of the day, like you, what do you? I mean, they're the ones sneaking into mass. But yeah, but my, well, I'm talking about like more severe things but uh scandal wise but i'm the point is like you just why i know that you're like i know you're sad and i know you're if everything has to be subject to private interpretation it's just going to sow division yeah and i think we've seen that um with uh two other podcasters who have now blocked each other on twitter wait 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 because oh they both did I don't. I just know that one blocked this. So Taylor Marshall announced that he was blocking Timothy Gordon and the other two Gordons. Oh, I thought I you said blocked you. No, oh, no yeah. one blocks me. Of course not. Um, <laughs> but no. So the thing is, is that they wouldn't have. Like, I mean, just to show kind of the downstream effects of this mindset is that they were good friends, and now they're like not on speaking terms, and it comes down to the fact that both of them have a mindset that says that everything. Uh, handed to you from an authority has to be filtered through your own interpretation and then you can give assent to it and so like the fact that they came to different conclusions to me is sort of incidental like the the reason that they're having this the reason that they can't get along is because they don't recognize authority and so i mean yeah like if you and i didn't recognize authority maybe we would come to different conclusions all the time and we'd stop being friends (laughs) Um, I mean, not saying that either of us are perfect on that front, but Mm -hmm. like when everyone's like, I don't know what to do in this. And they're looking through their history books and trying to, it's like, you need to do what your Bishop told you to do. And then you won't be getting in fights with your friends for doing something else. I, well, yeah. I mean, I, as someone who watches professional wrestling, I, I'm quick to believe that certain fights might be more for show than they actually, yeah. They, I did wonder if they were kayfabing. Yeah, no, it seems to me like it, it. It's just way too convenient. I mean, I hope that they become friends again. Like I'm not. Yeah, but know, it. I don't like to see. I, you hate to see it, but it, I mean, if all of this could have been avoided. Yeah, but if you're always, you're right though. If you're like always seeking out, you're just you're gonna come to the conclusion you want to come to if you're always seeking out your own way, like the. Taylor Marshall yeah you're going to land on something different with people who you've been able to work alongside for all this time and if you had just been obedient you wouldn't have had this problem yeah with Taylor Marshall like I don't listen okay my what what I see and 
you know, if I'm wrong, whatever. Taylor Marshall was very much against the SSPX. And then he started, but he conveniently started to come around to it when it's, he realized that like, we couldn't go to mass, but certain SSPX churches were still having mass. And then we couldn't go to mass on Easter, but he went like it to me. Well, yeah, the thing it, what happens is, I mean, it's not like I've never been to an SSPX max mass, but go to them. I don't care. But like, don't post about it. Like that would be, I mean, I respect Dr. Marshall. I have bones to pick with him on certain issues, but I think he's a nice, like he goes to my parish. So what am I going to do? Yeah. But like, the post about how you went there it's like can you like everybody goes to sspx masses but you shouldn't be posting about it like it was some big thing like you should keep i mean like that to me is like a cry for help yeah but it also feeds into the idea of like if you're always challenging and always questioning and always on edge like you're it just fits perfectly in with how he's conducted himself at least online the past few years and again i'm don't I've never met him I don't know him personally I'm sure he's fine we talk about how his theology is fine uh some of the ways he conducts himself might not you know or quite like whatever but right like I would pick a bone with his ecclesiology but a lot of his theology is really good and I mean we've yeah like I, I think some of the work that he's done in the past is helpful we I mean I've met him I think he's a very nice person he has a very lovely family um like I I'm I don't have you know a grudge against him I just yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that this big blow up between the two of them was necessary. Well, yeah, but, but it, I think it just the, plays the into core of it comes from dis, from ha- this anarchist mindset that people have with regard to the church, the institutional church. Right, and that yeah, like it's yeah, it the church. If if there was no need, like we said, like it was said earlier a few minutes ago the reason we have authority is because we have to listen to it. If we didn't have to listen to it, then what's the purpose of the authority? So it, it's just right. not, and we'd all be fighting constantly. I mean, this is, this is the critique we make of Protestantism with so many issues about how, do you really think that God just gave us a book and told us to fight it out ourselves yeah. with no plan? Like there's a reason that God established a government for the church and obviously knew when doing so that it wasn't going to make perfect decisions every time, but that doesn't mean that it's authority. That doesn't mean that, it, it can't make these decisions. It is the bishop's prerogative to dispense everybody from their Sunday obligation. Yeah. So, I mean, you can disagree with the decision, but it's, that doesn't make it non, it doesn't make it not applicable to you. Well, yeah, but also, and I, maybe we said this with father Dan, I forget, but if this, if this is the wrong decision by the bishops, then they're, they'll be held That's ag- on him. Right. And it's not ignorance. It's not like blind, it's not willful ignorance by us. It's how we were told to conduct business. Right. Well, that's what's interesting is it's like a lot of times you'll hear this line from people like, well, on matters that aren't faith and morals, mm-hmm. we don't have to. And it's like, well, that's not really true. So a lot of times on matters that are not faith and morals, if they are matters of church governance, like suspending mass or uh, dispensing people from mass or blah, 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 like, they are the legitimate authority. So even then where we maybe don't have to agree to it, it, we still have to recognize that that these are legitimate orders, like legitimate actions. It's otherwise there's, there is no authority. And so like sometimes the way that we make that distinction about, Oh, when they're not on faith and morals and they're not, 
uh, you know, infallible or we don't owe that, this, that, and the other. It's like, well, we do have to, like, they are in charge. Like, you know, if, like, I've used the civil authorities as kind of an example. Like, you know, if the mayor makes a rule that's stupid, it's still the rule, you know. And there are processes in place for if bishops, you know, step out of line. But that that correction comes from above, not from below. So, like, you just got to suck it up and do it. And, and that isn't positivism or ultramontanism or, um, you know, papalatry or any of that stuff. It's it's recognizing that organizations have, like, leaders. Well, it's just, it's, it's like a, we're all, we're all doing it. We're not, it's not like a specific thing that's happened to you specifically. Like, we're all doing it. So you can, you can take a second and you can at least you know that a bunch of people are in the same situation and you can kind of share your misery with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't know. It just, um, on some level, I get it. The people who are very sad about not being able to receive the sacraments and I, I do, but to a, some of it, I'm like, like get over yourselves. Like, seriously, like, do we really all have to pretend that you're like that holy that you're going to melt because nobody's allowed to go to mass right now? Yeah. You know, and some of them, it's like, you know, thing. well, we don't have to go into that, but it's like, you're, <laughs> you're not fooling anyone. Um, but whatever. Uh, so, it, uh, yeah, it's yeah, uh, a lot of wrong think exposed by the by the quarantine, by the the COVID-19. It's all, I mean, it all comes down to, this is the part, this is the part of the podcast where we, where we blame democracy and Americanism and liberty and. Well, no, a lot of it is that. I mean, this conception of, of the world as a market that's made up of buyers and sellers, um, people are like, well, I'm not a satisfied customer and you know, the customer's always right. And so, yeah, I mean, they, they can't really fathom authority because they kind of view everything as being a market. And I mean, that's a whole other deal. Mm -hmm. Lots of brain worms. You got to just shake these out of people. But one day we'll set up kind of the inquisition as sort of a Catholic gulag and we'll, we'll sort out everybody's wrong thoughts. I can't wait for that day. When is that day coming? Can you give me like a estimate? well, unfortunately, we've had to push it back because of the financial fallout of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get there. No, no, de- no uh, deadline is TBD. <sighs> okay. I'll take a TBD. What, uh, what, yeah. what else? What, what's going on? What do we, what do we got? That's I all I got on that I subject. That I think I said everything I need to say. Yeah. I mean, and again, a lot of this, it's like, I don't really blame most of the individuals involved. I I think there's like a lot of really widely held misconceptions that lead to this stuff. And so I'm not like judging anyone. I mean, okay, that's not true, but like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not like holding it against anyone. Um, (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm glad we can do this podcast and if people don't want to listen or people are tired of podcasts at least for an hour or so a couple times a week I can, you know, chat with my friend Zach Mabry. That's C A C Mabry. Yes, and I can chat with my friend uh Matt Baker. I can say hey, it's Matt Baker, which is his Twitter handle at hey, it's Matt Baker. What do we got? We got a, do we have, I know we have a few guests lined up. Do we actually have them lined up for the next few weeks? Uh, yes, we've got confirmation. So coming up on the main podcast, we're going to have, um, Sora Bamari. Oh boy. Oh boy. He'll become a two time, uh, uh, two, a two time guest. I can't wait. We really did. We really, everything went downhill for him after he showed up on our podcast yes uh i know like i i it's funny because we literally like we took him to task and we're like are you a neocon and then like now that seems like a funny question to ask or well kind of um and then uh at some point in the near future too we're gonna have ryan james gurdusky who's an author um and interesting person and that'll be fun uh he's a catholic and so we're gonna talk about cool things we so yeah the the quarantine guest hall that we were having it's been really good for us like everybody being locked in their homes uh yeah what are they i wish we thought of this sooner oh yeah what are they gonna say like oh i'm busy you're like yeah i bet you are (laughs) all right it's like yeah and we know you're not doing anything uh yeah yeah that'll be great i can't wait Wait a second. Fuddruckers is trending. Oh boy. The burger place. Uh What do we got? What do we got? Oh, the governor just closed it in one state. Never mind. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought maybe they went out of business. Oh, well, they kind of did. They went out of business uh in Arizona a little bit and now there's another one. I mean, there are better burger places, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, they. But it was a fun. I liked it. It's great. It's a good place. Uh, it's one of those places that you know, you used to be able to sit with your friends at a table and enjoy a meal, and now we're just eating email, uh, emails. Sounds like emails. Emails. Electronic yeah, I'm meals. I'm switching to emails to try to cut back on the pounds I gained in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I consumed a, a I consumed a, a high definition photo of of a pizza. They uh, <laughs> 3D rendering. Um, it uh, I had to go to Ace Hardware the other day. I'm sorry. Yeah, I went to Ace Hardware. No, I love that place. That's one of our. That's I think they're one of the cool ones. Okay, so I went in. I had to get something that was very, uh, what is the word? Essential. It was essential. Was it a wheeled barrow? No, that's Home Depot. Um, (laughs) That's right, that's right. And I had a question, and the guy at the, what's it called? The cash register, he's like, oh, I can't help you with that. I know nothing about that, but if you have any questions about 3D printers, I can help you. And he held up a a mask that looked almost more like a gas gas mask and he held it up as if he like 3d printed himself a gas mask 
And I was, hmm. I was like, that's pretty awesome. That's weird. So he gas masked you, gas lit you. Did he just straight up not know anything about the rest of the stuff in the store? He he was just uh, no, he was just work. He knew the cash. He knew the buttons. He knew the cash. That's what he knew. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cash. Wish I had more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Soon. Soon. We'll maybe next week we shall be getting our Trump bucks, Zach. I hope. I yeah. Mine haven't haven't arrived yet. I'll look. I'll look right now. Do they? It's not like uh, it's a certain day, right? It's not like it'll just magically no. appear. No, it. That's what it's gonna do. Oh, so like I could get mine tomorrow, and you could get yours Monday, and someone. Well, banks are closed on Sundays, but um, yeah, like mine could. Like, basically, it's gonna show up in people's accounts, and for some people, it's gonna show up at their most recent tax address. So yeah, I mean, it's they haven't done this kind of thing before, so it's there. You know, it's a, obviously going to be a little bit insane. But it's like now that they have this in place, it's like they can keep sending me money. There's no excuse now. I know that's the thing that that's the other conspiracy-minded part of me is that the reason they're making this so tough is because they have to make it seem like it's difficult to send people money because if they show how easy it is, people will just keep demanding just want it. money yeah that's a good it's a good thought yeah it's a good it's a good conspiracy it's probably true mm-hmm. i like how they sort of blew the conspiracy about money being like a thing that you can't just print <laughs> like that was a conspiracy and then now that the whole money printer go birthing people are like oh like they can we can just have more of it i mean it is more nuanced than that but only kind of it uh yeah you know that's what they want you to think that is what they want you to think Mm -hmm. them and their 5g oh wow wow don't talk to me about that yeah i do not consent to 5g it gets me all hot and bothered i don't really know but yeah i don't no idea what it is but you know Maybe that's what made me fat last year. <laughs> five girths. The five G's the f- caused the five G the five G caused thirty five LBs. Yep. Uh yep. well. Yep. Well, okay. Anything else you got? Nope. I think this has been a good a good time and uh hope everybody stays safe and that this ends soon so that we can go back to karaoke bars and get haircuts i'm seeing the world very differently now because of quarantine not like because of any sort of character development but because the front of my hair literally goes past my eyes now yeah uh i don't have a lot of hair to where that can happen much but in the front but i have it in the back so I'm, if you like push it forward, would it like would it fool anyone? Yeah, it might actually. I I mean I, it's not that bad, but you know, it uh. No, I know it's not bad at all. But it uh, it's grow it's growing it's growing. Good. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, get pumped. More great guests and more great, you know, stuff. So. Yep. 
we'll talk all right we'll see you guys talk with you all soon